This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we bring people together by building walls. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. Rounding out the week. Lots going on, Josh. Oh, we're man, talking about what we want, what we want covered for today. Yeah, yeah. We start talking about the border wall and mm-hmm. the absolute lunacy Super flip, of flop. of Biden making the biggest flip ever from mm-hmm. saying it's racist to even contemplate building a barrier, but now basically bypassing twenty six different laws. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, when Donald Trump did this, he faced lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. In court from every single issue organization. Yeah, yeah. Not not Biden though. Biden it's different. It's why, cool. he, it's different. Why, why is it different? Well, it's because he's got a D next to his name. That's that makes it different. Oh, so the R is a big deal. Yeah. Oh. Well. Yeah. D stands okay. for different. Okay. I just want to thank him for not making me racist anymore. Because if they want it and I want it, then it's not racist, right? Not yeah. anymore. I don't know. That's where I'm, I'm going to see if I, I, I found a meme. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about what you pulled? Um, All right. So if you didn't know, a lot of people, whether, you know, as we go back many, many, many years, have always said, uh, I'm against the wall. And by many years, I mean like what? 2015, 2008, somewhere in there. But most Democrats were always for it before they were against mm-hmm. it. For it before mm-hmm. they were against it. And, it, you know, I've had a lot of Democrats be like, well, that, that's a bunch of crap. They, they've never stood for it. But, you know, I mean, well, I mean, here it is. Yeah. Or at least I'm trying to get it up there. There we go. This is just one more example of here we go. something that uh, is not thought through and is primarily put forward for political consumption. This is from the Washington uh, The bill before oh. us will so certainly do some good. It will authorize some badly needed funding for better fences and better security along our borders. The fence is now basically complete. Maybe they'll need a moat. Maybe they want alligators in the moat. Secure our borders with technology, personnel, physical barriers if necessary in some places. We will not build a wall. Instead, we will build an economy where everyone who wants a good job can get one. I voted for a fence. I voted like, unlike most Democrats, and some of you won't like it. I voted for 700 miles. Let me tell you something, folks. People are driving across that border with tons, tons, tons of everything from byproducts from methamphetamine to cocaine to heroin. It's all coming up through corrupt Mexico. The impulse is to hunker down, shut the gates, build walls, exit at this moment is precisely the wrong answer. Former presidents have said to him that they wish that they had built a wall. Do you I recall President Obama ever one. saying that? Come on. Construction of a 630-mile border oh, fence oh, oh. create a significant barrier to illegal immigration on our southern land border. All along, the president saying, well, I'll do DACA and Dreamers in return for the wall. He's got it. President Trump, if you want to open the government, you must abandon the wall. Hmm. And I was looking to do it like yeah. a supercut, but they beat me to it. Yeah, Washington like, Post. The music? And this Washington is the Washington Post, 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 man. Think yeah. about that. Right? Missing from that was Diane Feinstein, oh. who not oh. only was 
once for a while, she also was vehemently against birthright citizenship and anchor babies. They, they've been on the other side of all of these issues, right? Been yeah, on the they, other side of all these issues. But I, I wanted to mention, because you have Biden and Obama in that, both saying that the wall is already built and that they'd already approved 700 miles of border wall. Yeah. I wanted to show everyone just what that means. Um, which, by the way, this is the meme I was talking about. It's racist when Trump does it. It's not racist when Biden does it. But when they're talking about that fencing, mm-hmm. what they don't tell you is that not all border walls, border fencing is created equal. Some of it in like the high pedestrian areas, especially near like uh, the major ports of entry, those had pedestrian fencing. 10, 16, 18 foot tall fencing, barbed wire on top to stop people from entering. But eventually, if you walk far enough in either direction, eventually you get to a part, a place where the border wall, the pedestrian wall ends. And what you see is something like this. These are, this technically qualifies as fencing, but this is what's called vehicle barriers. So they take telephone poles, bollards, <laughs> drive them into the earth, yeah. and then they connect them with a piece of metal to stop vehicles from driving in. But Josh, a toddler can crawl across that border. Oh, and yet, right. on paper, that qualifies as there's a fence there. You bet. So you voted for a fence that you can walk right past and through. So. And here, here's an example. Oh. From before Trump took office, pedestrian fencing literally ends, and then it transitions to vehicle fencing Mm -hmm. so both of those areas still count as fencing so when you hear biden say oh we have 700 miles of fencing what he doesn't tell you is miles and miles hundreds of miles of that includes just the vehicle barrier which a toddler can crawl through anyone can crawl through that's not secure that's not secure in any way shape or form so donald trump gets a lot of grief because he didn't build enough new wall So new wall is defined as areas that had no fencing whatsoever and got new fencing. When you hear people like Chris Christie on the debate stage saying Donald Trump didn't had barely any new wall segments. That's a that's a talking point deliberately crafted to not give Trump credit for taking the hundreds of miles of fencing that was like this with the vehicle barriers and turning that into actual pedestrian fencing that on paper was an upgrade, but that didn't count as new wall construction. So they say, oh, you only did 60, 70, however many some odd miles of new border wall, completely discrediting the fact that hundreds of miles of the fencing that looked like this was extended to make sure that pedestrians couldn't just leapfrog over it. That's the point of it. It's just ridiculous, man. All it is, it just becomes a talking point. I voted for this, and then I was for that, and I'm for this, and yep. I'm for that. It just shows you that they have no like, like real constitution for this kind of stuff, right? They, they don't hold any promises. They're just there in the political moment to try to to make themselves look good. That, that's the yep. whole point of it all. Like, the Democratic Party is just about having a big curtain in the front where it looks like somebody's running things, but behind the scenes, it's just this machine of whatever works at the moment. Yeah. It's gross, man. It and the only reason people vote for it. Yeah. The only reason that they're now restarting wall construction, which by the way, just a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, DHS was auctioning off border wall uh materials. Materials, yeah. So they had they had whole store yards full of border wall fencing 
that Trump had never gotten a chance to install. They were literally auctioning it off as scrap metal, pennies on the dollar. And now they're turning around. They're going to rebuy all that material at marked up prices. Probably from the same people that sold it to. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, probably, probably. And here's the thing. The only reason they're doing this is because it's now started to impact their Democrat voters. They didn't care when Texas was overrun. They didn't care when Arizona or New Mexico or Southern California was overrun. Now that it's hitting New York, Chicago, Massachusetts, Massachusetts yeah. now it's they're starting to care about it. And there's something, I want to put this up, because just to show you how far this border crisis is reaching, the Army-Navy game is apparently, it's, it's supposed to be played at, I think, Foxborough, Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. And... They can't actually get their players and the staff and the guests, the people who want to go see it. They can't actually get hotel rooms because all those hotel rooms are being filled up with what they say migrants. They're illegal aliens, illegal aliens gaming the system. So <laughs> there, people are booking trips, have, have trips long booked in to see the Army-Navy game in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and they're having their reservations canceled. Well, take to sleep on the streets. I mean, that's oh, the yeah, easiest yeah, thing yeah. to do. I mean, just they should have brought their own tents. You know, you can put a little little tent area right in front of the stadium. Yeah. Maybe with these little signs that says, you know, hotel rooms for people that pay. Maybe you know, protest that, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we'll, well, have, you, have you ever have you ever been to Gillette? I have not, and that's on my list to visit. It's a beautiful complex. I bet. I, it I, is. I went there for a wedding last year. Um, really? stay, stay in the hotel. The wedding was off property, but stay in the hotel there. Beautiful property. They've built it up. There's like a Bass Pro Shop. There's all restaurants oh. and bars. And then there's these hotels that literally overlook the stadium. And the whole point of it is you go there for a game, look out your window, and the stadium's right there. Yeah. Right? Those hotels are being filled with illegal aliens. <laughs> it's affecting the fan, the fan base of Think about it. Are they are they going to make as much money as they would have if they had sold all those spaces to people who were there to vacation, right? I mean, imagine the people that now cannot enjoy well, their expensive. vacation. Right? They are expensive hotels. They are Very, not cheap. Right? They are not cheap. So for them to, those hotels to willingly accept these reservations, they're getting paid a ton. And Foxborough is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, if Isn't you're it? in the country illegally and you don't have a work permit, the last place I would put them would be Foxborough because there's nothing for them to do. They're just going to sit there. They can't work. I mean, legally at least um, like what's the point of sending them there? It makes no sense, but yet that's what they're doing. And now it's disrupting and ruining the army Navy game because there's so many of these illegal aliens being put up in hotels that the players, coaches, staff, and bystanders, viewers, people going to see the game can't find anywhere to stay. Yeah. It's just crazy. That is why they're building the border wall. Not because they have a, they have a, a problem with the sheer volume they're coming across. If they could have done a better job hiding those migrants and making them not reach blue cities and blue states, they'd be more than happy to let this keep happening. But it's because it started to uh, affect the lives of limousine liberals in these blue cities and blue states. That is why they are they're doing this. So... Um, Listen, a broken clock can be right twice a day, and we can be glad that a border wall is being built, but we cannot let them claim victory on this because they they would just be claiming victory over a crisis of their own making. <laughs> it just sounds 
Oh, so I broke it. That movement. But then I kind of fixed it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that I deserve a pat on the back. And it's better. And we did a good yeah. job. Vote for me. It just blows me away, Max. I mean, it, are they really going to build a good wall? I mean, what are they going to say? What is going to be their version of a wall, too? Right. It's going to be back to what I just showed it, you. It, yeah. It's going to be back it, to this. They're going to say, oh, probably. Oh, probably. oh, we built the wall. Right. We built Which the wall. We and, you know, now you can't climb over it, but your dogs and your family can just go right underneath it. You know, you can't climb over it, but you can yeah. certainly go underneath it, you know. And that that that's that's what we'll get. I mean, and if they're, you know, they're, they're using this crisis to their advantage. I mean, to their political advantage. They really are. Yeah. Look how we're, we're fixing a mess. And this has always been a problem in the U.S. So we're going to fix it right before an election where we know after polling, people know are saying that the border is their most important issue, right? Yeah. And remember, Total political spin. border wall construction means absolutely nothing if they are still keeping the floodgates welded open. Like, just imagine this. Walk imagine right it. Through. Like, you, you, you see weather on the Doppler, you send someone out to open them if you absolutely have to open floodgates, right? But leaving them open for months and months and months on end, what's the point of building new wall if every illegal alien knows they can just waltz right in here? Right? Well, what's the point? It's only a problem when it reaches Connecticut and it reaches yeah. Massachusetts and it starts reaching the coast. You know, when it starts, you know, when it leaves middle America and starts making its way out, then it's a real problem. Then it is. Then it is. Um, New Jersey. I mean, imagine what those cities are going to look like. Oh no! I I I know what they yeah, look like. I, mean, I used to live in New Jersey. I I went to school in a town that is probably at this point majority more than majority illegal alien. Um, I went I went to a school just happened to be in a town that was a huge hub for illegal aliens, and um, it wasn't as bad then as it is now. But um, I was talking to family, and they went to go to church there, and on, on like Easter church for Easter Sunday was just a madhouse because there's just so many illegal alien, obviously Catholics, great for that, but um, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds more people trying to go to church than they have space in the pews, right? Um, it's just completely overrun. Yeah. And yeah. Gillette Stadium is going to lose a lot of money if people don't show up to those off games that aren't the Patriots, right? I mean, imagine well, yeah. what it, it's going to – Somebody's pocketbook's getting hit on this, and if it's the oh. big boys who pay the big taxes, it's the bars and it's the restaurants. Uh, it's yeah, the bars oh, yeah, and the restaurants. Too, yeah. Like so, so it, it's um, it's kind of like that. Was it Sixteenth Street? What's the street in Denver? Sixteenth Street um, Mall, or even Pearl yeah, Street up in uh, Boulder too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like that when you go to when you go there because it's you you walk out of your hotels and you're on this little promenade, and and it's just a whole street of just like. Uh, a vineyard vine shop like you, th yeah. you really think these illegal aliens are going to hop out of their hotel room and go shop at vineyard vines like come on what if they decorate right yeah. they don't have, they All, don't have any like, money craft beer bars right craft whiskey bars all up and down this stretch and realize that they their entire business model is based on the idea that people will show up for a game mm -hmm. and they'll go to that bar and they don't have to worry about driving drunk because they can just stumble back into the hotel and, and call it a night, right? Absolutely. As soon as the guests have to start staying five, ten miles away, they can't stay there until – they can't go to the bar until last call, right? Nope. They're not going to be able to get there in time necessarily for uh, for tailgating. It, it's going to destroy it. Mm -hmm. Completely destroy it. Mm 
And it doesn't take a whole lot of these rooms to be filled by illegal aliens for these bars to start seeing and affect their bottom line. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a whole lot. Probably already happening. Yeah. Nobody can see it's already affecting taxes. You're not going to feel a lot of this pinch until next year, right? Because budgets for this year have already been made. It'll be 12 yeah. months down the road, right? And 12 yeah. months from there, what is that going to look like when there's even less and less revenue? I mean, it's it's eating out the inside of the city like a rot. I mean, I, I hate to say that because these are people, but it's a that's what it does. Oh, yeah. It brings with it so much decay, societal we're, decay. We're already starting to see the police blotters of these people getting caught shoplifting three, four times, right? It's a revolving yeah. door. But what, what else do they do? They've come here illegally. They have no real job prospects. They have no real skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not insult. That's not, I'm, I'm not insulting them, right? But if you come from a village in Honduras and your whole life is just you're a villager and you, you work on a farm or whatever, right? You start, you make it to the Big Apple. One, you have no work permit, so you can't legally work here. So everything you do to survive is e- either charity or a crime. Yeah. Right? Um, so what, el- what else do you do? Of course they're going to shoplift. I don't blame them on a personal level. But, but you need we're, stuff. But we're encouraging it. We're telling yeah. them to come here. We're telling them to come here knowing that once they get here, they have no prospects whatsoever. And then we, we act shocked and surprised when they start robbing people or stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a mess. And, and uh, the only reason they're building, again, the only reason they're bo- building a border wall is because they're starting to feel the hurt. It's nimbyism, not in my backyard, at its absolute finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. keep covering the border yeah, yeah. issue yeah. as it gets worse because it's going to get much worse before it can even hope to get better. But I want oh, to spend the brunt of today talking about this news story coming out of Newsweek. Exclusive headline, exclusive Donald Trump followers targeted by FBI as 2024 election nears. Ouch. The FBI is going away from looking for Islamic terrorism, radical Islamic extremism, and they are now focusing primarily on what they have branded as agave. A-G-A-A-V-E. Um, like the like the cactus for tequila? It stands for anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. They love their acronyms, don't they? Yes. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Why is that one so long? <laughs> I don't know. Um, does not include Antifa, by the way. Because Antifa isn't real, Josh. Just remember that. Well, Antifa well, isn't real. It's okay. just an idea. Okay. It's just an idea. Okay. Antifa's not real. But what about okay, but they don't they have organizers and and people that participate? I'm gonna say that issue uh-huh. was uh, people know I, I had to give a deposition for uh Eric Coomer's yeah. lawsuit against Mike Lindell. And that question that they asked me was my favorite question out of all of them. Um because Which... they were they were holding the position that Antifa's not real. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's it, it it was very fun because I got to give a similar kind of answer to what I give on this show all the time. Right. Yeah. Like if Antifa isn't a group, how does everyone show up wearing the same color clothing, carrying the same signs, shouting the same slogans 
and using the same kinds of weapons all right. at the right date, place, and time. And time. Right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. either the biggest coincidence that's ever happened on planet Earth Maybe. or there's an organizational structure. And just because there isn't a top-down, like, grand poobah of the Antifa League or whatever calling the shots doesn't mean that there isn't an organizational structure. Um, that I, I, I love it when the left claims that because you have to really suspend your disbelief completely mm -hmm. to argue that this is just a spontaneous eruption of, mm -hmm. of uh, identical feelings and identical hatreds. Uh, and, and we know, Josh, you've seen it in Denver. Mm -hmm. There are flyers out telling people this is when we're going to go bring your cans of soup to throw at people right and Stuff we've seen up. we've seen uh so names because they don't like it when they get called out but we've seen very prominent reporters in the denver area colorado springs area claim for months and months they have nothing to do with antifa and antifa isn't real and then it comes out that they're actually in charge of managing the social media uh, if you if you manage social media, there's an organizational structure. <laughs> You're Sounds telling people way. when and where to go fight the other side. There's an organization. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, like, Absolutely. Come there. on. Come but, on. Okay. Well, on the flip side, is Agave got a leader? I mean, it seems leaderless to me. And if it doesn't have leader and it doesn't have organization, how can it be like a, a, a terrorist group? Is it, how is it a problem? I, I, I don't see people getting together for it. Are we're they? gonna have to we're gonna have to come up with a different acronym. I just finished my latest round of antibiotics for my yeah. Uh, yeah. sickness, and every time you say agave, it makes me want a margarita. So we gotta yeah. figure out yeah. another acronym. Right. I'm going uh, with agave. I, I like it. Uh, fine, agave. Okay. Um, no, these are. Listen, there were there are lots of liberals that over the years could be classified as agave, mm -hmm. anti-government, anti-authoritarianism. Uh, violent extremists i mean just look at all these <laughs> yeah. liberal terrorist yeah. groups mm -hmm. that have bombed the capital or like the weather up underground yeah they were the class <clears throat> they they went from being <laughs> they went from being a violent extremist group to being part of barack obama's unofficial advisor group right with the bill Ayers people i remember oh my god so so all there are people in positions of power that quite literally got there through violent extremism, anti-government, anti-authoritarian, anti-authority. Meanwhile, conservatives say, "Hey, we don't, we don't like this. We don't think that this is fair. We don't like that you're throwing grandmothers in prison because they walked into the Capitol building looking for a bathroom, and the police officers were holding the door and waving them in. That happened. Like th there are people that stormed the Capitol building on January 6th and committed very obvious crimes." But there were also people that walked in because they had to use the bathroom. They were looking for a water fountain. And when they get to the doors, they're being held open by police officers who are waving them in. in. Yeah. To argue that they were trespassing is ludicrous when the police officers holding up open the door, waving them in. There's no reasonable expectation that those people, especially towards the end, would have known that the only reason the doors were open is because they were forced open. Um, and if that's what they're claiming, right? So you're not anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremists to look at these sets of circumstances and realize that it's bullshit for a, uh, for someone who walked into the Capitol looking for a bathroom to get the book thrown at them, but for two literal lawyers to firebomb a police car in New York city and get leniency. I'm going to see if I can pull that up 
Because you remember that, Josh, when those two lawyers firebombed a car? Was that Washington? Was that during the Summer of Love? Oh, it had to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we were kind of talking about this back in there, the old show. And uh, yeah, like, if, if, if I remember coming. If we committed that sort of crime, they would, they would have gone after our dead relatives, right? Here we go. One year, one day in prison for for a lawyer that firebombed a New York police department vehicle. This was a lawyer. This wasn't a thug who didn't know it was wrong. Literal lawyer. He's getting a year and a day. Meanwhile, you have people who just walked into the Capitol building to see what's going on, getting much longer prison sentences. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like some are getting 7 and 15 years. Some of them are still in jail. Yeah. Not even getting their day in court yet. Right. Being held as political prisoners. Yes. But no, you can firebomb a police a police vehicle during a literal riot and you get less prison time. Yeah. It, it's I'm not a violent extremist. I'm not a violent extremist to recognize this is bullshit. Yeah. It's a two-tier justice. I mean, it's that two-tier justice system. If you're on one side, you don't get prosecuted. If you're on the other, they go after you. I mean, it goes totally yeah. in the face of uh, what, what his face has been saying all this time. You know, we're not a two-tiered system. Yes, we are. I am not a violent extremist if I recognize the lunacy of um, Comey walking out in front of the cameras. And telling the American people we've reviewed Hillary Clinton's actions, and even though they violate the law as written, no reasonable prosecutor would would charge someone with a felony during an election season. So therefore, we've declined to press charges. Fast forward four or five years, here we have a county prosecutor in Georgia trying to put Trump in prison for the rest of his life mm-hmm. for for disagreeing. With election results? Or, or New York throwing him in prison because he signed a check to reimburse a lawyer? Or a special counsel throw him in prison because when he left the White House, he had in his possession his documents, just like every other president? But no, they were, they were, they were classified. Just like every other president. Just like Joe Biden. They found classified documents it's in Joe Biden's, Biden's garage. garage. Next to the Corvette garage not behind a a locked safe door but hidden behind a garage door that was often open and it had single pane glass windows a sawzall could have gotten in there okay it flies too hard it breaks the window yeah the neighborhood kid could have hit a baseball into the garage gone to chase it and found our nuclear secrets or some something you know what i mean like something crazy right I just just don't know where to go with it. I mean, I mean, you got to remember that Hillary Clinton at the time was secretary of state and president Trump was president, right? There's that immunity as president that you get, because if everybody disagreed with some of the stuff you did, you could be held liable all the time if you didn't have that immunity or at least some degree of immunity. Right. And they're just clearly going after the political opponents when it's convenient. Right. Yeah. And then they, they, they can twist the truth to make sure they get the justification. They get that false moral high ground to say, you know, we were right to begin with, but you guys have clearly fallen so far away. We have to, we have to prosecute you and your terrorists now. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're all part of a group that is violent and extreme because you do not fit our norm. I was looking at it 
Absolutely right. I was looking at the, the new accusations being made against Trump. And one of the new accusations is he had in his possession classified documents that he had written notes on the back of back of him. So these are documents that are technically classified. Everything pretty much that goes across the president's desk dealing with anything related to national security is classified, even if it really shouldn't be. It's just it is just to be safe. So if Donald Trump turns it over and writes a note, guess what? That's a presidential note. He has yeah. every right to have that document for his memoirs, right? If the government really needs that document, then the government can, can show up with a scanner and copy it if there isn't an, already another copy. And that's the other side of this, right? Every document he had in his possession, there were other copies in the government's possession, right? This wasn't like we need these documents, otherwise we can't function as a nation. These were just the, them saying Donald Trump shouldn't be allowed to have them, even though Barack Obama had them, Bill Clinton had them, George W. Bush had them, Ronald Reagan had them, George H.W. Yeah. Bush had them. Every president has ever left the White House and taken his notes and his papers with him for memoirs had classified documents. Absolutely. Period. It, it's it, it's, it's what just, they do. Yeah. And in the past, in the past, when Hillary Clinton mishandled classified documents, even though the law didn't say she, she could take them, the result was, oh, no, no reasonable prosecutor would ever bring charges against a Democrat frontrunner during an election year. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is taking shots from everywhere. They want to throw him in prison for millennia at this point. Right. If, if every yeah. charge actually went through, you'd be looking at combined sentences over a millennia. Think about that. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It, it, it pisses me off. And these are over documents, like hard documents, right? That are really hard to get yeah. unless you go and physically take them, right? Remember, she had a home-baked server that yeah. was broadcasting to what? Doing what? We don't know because the hard drives are all destroyed, right? Yeah. As far as we know. I'm uh, sure the NSA might know something. They took they, what... they took hammers to their phones. We know that. So so <laughs> she's got this thing that was constantly being... That, that thing can be hacked, right? If it's connected mm -hmm. to the internet, it could be hacked. Documents, you just... Oh, you except, for, except for voting machines. Voting machines are inherently safe no matter what. Keep going. But what if they're connected to the told. internet? Well, all right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've hammered that one before. But, you know, she was putting something that's connected <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. At, at any point... If not just that, knew how to access it, they could. Not just that, she's faxing herself stuff in her secure office and telling her cleaning lady, "Hey, can you go in there and just grab these classified documents Fax. off the off the fax tray?" Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's take out all the technical aspects of it. She asked her cleaning lady to retrieve yeah. classified documents. That's a felony. I mean, those those are real charges that could be brought that could be proven. But right. no yeah. reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case, Josh, because what, everyone what, knows. Define reasonable when they're a bunch of libs. It's, yeah, just, well, no, James Comey's a Republican, remember? He's no, a he's Republican. not. That's, that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Republican. Yeah. Right. Look yeah. at me. I only prosecute yeah. Republicans, but I'm a Republican. It's oh. <laughs> a classic meme. Oh, that was Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't do that. It's, it's unbelievable, man. What reason? Like that statement alone boiled our like my blood when I heard it. I mean, it just boiled us. We were just like, "What yeah. is going on?" Like the, the, you, you have real punishable crimes. Like, and, it, and if the Department of Justice was actually interested in going after Dems, why wouldn't they be looking hard at Hunter or, or Joe? Yeah, right. And, and every, every crime, every crime that Trump has been 
charged with isn't like an obvious thing. It's all yeah. these prosecutors and DA and special counsel stretching the definition of what usually is considered a crime. Right? It's like imagine them storming into a president's house. He's at he's at his his desk writing his memoirs and throwing him in handcuffs because he has government documents that he's looking at. An ex president. Like, I mean, go back to Carter and earlier, yeah. and you're going to find him everywhere. Nixon. I mean, well, let's not use Nixon as an. Let's as not an use it. But he, he, <laughs> he might have kept a few things we shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, and I lost my point on 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 the laugh because it, it was just what I'm just stuck on this, Max. It's like they, 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 who's it's running just, the it's FBI? So who's running the DOJ? Then who's running? It's just so things. obvious. It's so yeah. obvious. And the the usual measure for when something is unethical is it doesn't have to be proven that there is a uh, that there is someone pulling a lever, putting their finger on the scale, mm-hmm. right? You don't actually have to prove real impropriety. You just have to reasonably be able to say they've created the appearance of impropriety. So that's the standard for shutting things like this down because the American people deserve to have trust in these institutions. The left talks about them all the time. Republicans want to destroy institutions. I have clips of Joe Biden Mm -hmm. accusing us, people like us, of wanting to destroy institutions. But meanwhile, they have weaponized institutions to the point where no conservatives anymore have any trust in them. Like, does Mm -hmm. anyone actually trust that the FBI is going to only is going to be politically neutral in prosecuting people. Just look at what's happening to Michael Lindell. He's he's declaring bankruptcy apparently, and he's being audited by the IRS. And he was uh, raided by Feds when he was in line for a, it was like Arby's or something. Hardee's or something. Hardee's, and they stole yeah. his phone. And it, it's just so very obvious. This is not politically neutral. They didn't just they didn't go after the my pillow guy because he was the biggest crime kingpin on their list. These are the same people that say prosecutorial discretion should guide immigration prosecutions and we should only really prosecute the very bad criminals and yet the my pillow guy jumps the line at the same oh, time that Hunter Biden gets the pass. And, and the Hunter Biden stuff, what's really interesting is it's not just what he's charged with. It's what we learned about his behaviors. They were trying to investigate and prosecute him for transporting prostitutes across state lines. Like a human trafficking tra- kind of charge. And they were shot down by the political appointees. No, you can't charge the president's son with human trafficking crimes because he... he uh, brought someone across state lines for the purpose of paying them for sex. That's a that's a very big federal crime. Um, that got swept under the rug. Just disappears. It was almost laughed at. Yeah, you know they were making jokes of it. So that puts us all in agave group. So what does that mean? Do they start tapping our lines? Do they start listening to our phone calls? Do they start watching outside? Are they trying to figure out where our cars are going? You know what is this what powers does this give them right what 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 sort of surveillance can they they put on all of us just because we fit this this narrative of a, a terrorist group right that they can then use all the tools and powers uh, yeah. of surveillance to go after you know well, that feels like a, a dangerous 
Oh, it is dystopian world, right? It is when when they passed the Patriot Act originally. Mm. No, no, we all thought, oh, they're going to use this against Arabs and Middle Eastern terrorists. No, the Patriot Act is being used against Patriots. <laughs> Surprise! Right. Um, and we've also seen with these different FISA warrants and things like that. Yeah. If they get a warrant for one person, they can do a certain number of jumps, a certain number of degrees of separation away. Mm-hmm. So if they have a FISA warrant against one person, they can actually listen to the conversations of other people one, two, or three jumps away, depending on the severity of that warrant. So they don't even need to get a warrant for everyone. And even in a world where they're listening in and they really shouldn't be, what we've seen from other reporting is that they launder that information. If they've heard something about you or me that might be worthy of investigation, but they really shouldn't have been listening, they'll give that information to the FBI and they'll find another way to get a search warrant. Right. And that's the crazy, yes. that's the terrible part about this. The agave bit that is targeting people, not targeting crimes. When you're labeled as agave, and because remember, there were just. Christian nuns that fall under this, right? Catholic nuns that fall under this. Catholic father was raided by the FBI under an agave kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, these aren't, they're not targeting crimes. They're targeting the people. And Josh, I can comfortably say that if the FBI looks at anyone for long enough, they'll find something that could reasonably be argued was a crime. Yeah, that's how the system's built. I mean, as soon as they can, they can turn those weapons on you. They find a reason to prosecute you, and once they have a reason to prosecute you, they can, they can fear you into anything, right? I mean, it's the pressure of the law as a big thumb to push down on you to make things happen, to, to change the way you do it. And, and let's not forget, this is also the same group of people that wanted to control social media and, and control mm-hmm. your speech about these things. Yeah. On top of it, right? So not only going after you personally, they go after the way that you communicate with others, and they'll use that to to change opinions of you. You lose jobs. They'll, they'll, they'll get you canceled, right? I mean, yeah. this is totalitarian, Max. This is, this is like, it's, it's, it's all, people say it'll never reach that point, but it already has, right? Yeah. We're already there. They are going after people who are their political opponents. They're going after the, the rank and file voter. Like you have to accept the choices they're giving you, right? And if you have to accept yeah. the choice, you're, you're, you're not, there's no real choice. No, there's no real choice. And right after this Newsweek story dropped, Hillary Clinton gave an interview where she very comfortably called for people like you and me, MAGA voters, which let's be very clear, those are just the 40 plus percent Americans who vote for Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. deserve to be re-educated, which history tells us usually includes like concentration camps and like torture Let's play the yeah. clip. I got it right here of Clinton, Hillary Clinton, saying that we all need to be re-educated. Strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things: gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, 
you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you Former, formal deprogramming of the cult members. This is coming from a woman whose husband was aboard Epstein flights. We are the ones who are the cults, apparently, and we are the ones who need to be deprogrammed. You know, you know that Jeffrey Epstein, when he walked into his house, had a painting of Bill Clinton wearing a Monica Lewinsky dress. You know that, right? Yeah, and he had a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, he did. And you know, uh, you know Bush, why he, he has that. You know why he has that, right? No, no. Enlighten me. Enlighten me. Everyone, everyone who walks into his house, including yeah. the Clintons, gets to see that and know that Epstein has power over Bill Clinton. How do you have a relationship with another man, like a, a friendly relationship, and have that on the wall? Josh, if you had a, that a picture of me like that on your wall, I wouldn't be friends with you. I assume, no. likewise, you wouldn't be friends with me if I did the same to you. Oof. That is That shows you have power over someone. And it shows yeah. everyone else you're not afraid of the Clintons, even if everyone else should be. You're not afraid of the Clintons. You've got the receipts that could throw them in prison for a long time, too. And I'm going to put this on the wall just so everyone sees that I've made Bill Clinton my little bitch. And he and he can't he doesn't control me. And I'm not afraid of him. You all can be afraid that you're going to get killed if you go against the Clintons. But not me. Oh, no. I got the receipts. That's why he has that on the wall. Ooh. So when Hillary Clinton says that we need to be deprogrammed, when her husband's f flying on the Lolita Express... And we know all the cult-like things that allegedly happened on Epstein Island. It, it's very fresh. It's very rich, yeah. right? And and this isn't the first time, though. Like, remember Joe Biden's evil red speech, where he said he, he was like going to bring the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah pedo Hitler. He looked right. like he was going to. He said, "I'm going to bring the the people together." Let's just listen to a little clip of this. President, not a president of Red America, Blue America but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy. No right to contraception. No right to. Uh, I'm cutting it off there. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, yeah, he's not actually listing rights. No, we don't respect the Constitution, Josh. Even though we are the ones arguing in court and winning in court, right? I mean, conservatives are the only ones who care about the Constitution. Liberals yes. look at it and they're more ends justify the means. Like, right. oh, this is way. good. This is good. The Constitution's in the way. Let's massage this language and and art and find a way to argue that it should be our way. The language there isn't even the worst language from him. There's another video I want to play real quickly of him where he is quite literally, I had to go through some of my old books from college and grad school to just make sure I wasn't just like imagining things. Mm -hmm. He's quite literally 
using the language that a despot, a dictator, authoritarian would use to rile up one side of the country to murder and kill the other side. Like when you look at the language, the rhetoric that was like in the lead up to the Rwandan genocide or the lead up to the Holocaust or the Armenian genocide, all of that rhetoric is just that they can't be here because their very presence is a threat to our existence, that they don't have the same values as us. They don't have the same norms as us. They don't pray to the same God as us. They just don't fit. It's us and them, and it can never be we. They will never be part of us. And I want to play this speech because just think about all of that rhetoric that historically has been used to launch genocides and ethnic cleansing and listen to what Biden's saying. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Not every Republican, not even a majority of Republicans adhere to the MAGA's extremist ideology. I know because I've been able to work with Republicans my whole career. But there's no question that today's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Their extreme agenda, if carried out, would fundamentally alter the institutions of American democracy as we know it. My friends, they're not hiding their attacks. They're openly promoting them, attacking the free press as the enemy of the people, attacking the rule of law as an impediment, fomenting voter suppression and election subversion. Did you ever think we'd be having debates in your stage of your careers where banning books banning books and burying history. Extremists in Congress more determined to shut down the government, to burn the place down than to let the people's business be done. Our U.S. military, and this is not hyperbole, I've said it for the last two years, is the strongest military in the history of the world. Not just the strongest in the world, in the history of the world. The most diverse, the most powerful, in the history of the world. And it's being accused of being weak and woke by the opposition. One guy in Alabama is holding up the promotion of every hundreds of these officers. Frankly, these extremists have no idea what the hell they're talking about. So you listen to that, Josh. And the only thing missing for this to be a historical nonfiction documentary is these people don't have the same values as us. They're a threat to our democratic institutions. Mm -hmm. Grab your machetes and cut them to bits. Mm -hmm. That language has traditionally been followed up by calls to violence. Mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. You, You go through and look through history of ethnic cleansing, crimes against humanity, genocide, this is the kind of language that telling you that your neighbor doesn't matter if you smile and wave at your neighbor. Your neighbor's a MAGA Republican extremist, and he's a threat. He's an existential threat. Threat to call something an existential threat is to argue that their mere presence in society is a threat to your existence. Mm. You can only call someone a Nazi so long before people start thinking, "Oh, I gotta kill the Nazis." We all think about it. What would we do if we had a time machine? Would we kill baby Hitler? Right? I mean, that's a great philosophical question. Would you kill Hitler if you had a chance, knowing everything he's done? 
Well, fast forward now. If everyone on your political side of the aisle is calling someone a Nazi, how could you not? How could you not take the shot? How could you not try and take them out? It's He's Hitler. He's literally Hitler. Yeah. I mean, it, you're right. They're just one statement away. And it doesn't have to be from, from the leaders in politics. Remember, the, the calls for the violence start coming down from the lowers, right? Yeah. And then the, the system just feeds itself with, with promoting the idea of destroying your opponents physically now. Yeah, they were, we're one paragraph away from that being the case. And here's the thing about it all, Max, is when you everything he says about mega Republicans is opinion that he's putting out as fact. And when you put opinion out as fact, you're a liar. You yeah. just are, because that's opinion, right? And then when you try to take those facts based on your opinion and put them out there as the truth, that makes you a fraud. Yeah. So he is a liar and he is a fraud. And none of this is true. But people are eating it up. They're eating up lies and they're, e- they're eating up the fraud. I want to show something because just to see how ridiculous this all is. Right. Joe Biden saying, oh, they're MAGA extremists. They're a threat to your very democratic institutions. You know, you know, Jamal Brown, the uh, congressman who pulled that fire alarm, thinking it was a door unlock button. Mm -hmm. Well, his office had a memo circulating talking points for how their allies in the media could respond in a way that would help Jamal Bowman not go to prison for uh, laughably committing the same crime that many January 6th protesters went to prison for, which is disrupting an official uh, congressional function, right? Pulling fire alarm disrupts the function. Everyone stops doing what they're doing. I wanted to call attention just to some of these suggested talking points. Quote, it is an extreme reach on the part of MAGA Republicans to assert that Representative Bowman intended to harm or destruct anyone or thing. The exact opposite is true. He was trying to do his job. Good Lord. They're, and they're then, by... right here, I believe Congressman Bowman, when he says this was an accident, Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. This is how this narrative has just infected the Democrat party. This guy commits a crime on camera, pulling a fire alarm. He's not an idiot. You don't pull a fire alarm to open a door. If you see a door that says the alarm will go off if you use this door, you don't use the door. I mean, am I missing something? But no, no, to defend this obvious lawlessness, their recommended talking points is to accuse the Republicans of being Nazis. Not only that, the, the, the actions of MAGA Republicans force me to commit crimes now. You are the reason I commit yeah. crimes. I'm on top of that, right? Yeah. Th- this whole statement is defining you and saying that what I did is your fault, even though I'm the one that committed the crime. I mean, that right there, I, that's, that's how genocides start, especially the Uganda genocide. That was essentially what the two sides went after each other over, right? You do not belong here. You were the cause of all these horrible things. That's it in yeah. a nutshell. That yeah. was horrible for those who've not looked into it. But you're—that's what they're calling for. At what point will they will the active calls to violence start? Well, here's the thing: you don't need neighbor fighting neighbor if the FBI does it for you. Mm. Why? Like, think about it. Why would you foment violence and get your Democrat allies? 
to storm someone's house and kill them. When you can get the FBI to do a no-knock raid, bust in their door, and drag them out in handcuffs in their underwear. I mean, like, that's what's happening. There's no need to go the extra step because the state is being weaponized. The state is being weaponized to do the job that other despots have relied on their own radical supporters to do. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. So, and, and, and here's the thing. The very people who shout never again, we'll never let this happen again, we'll never allow government to, to have this authoritarian control and be targeting people like the genocide and whatnot, they're clapping like a seal. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're, you're arresting our enemies for what? Oh, they had a social media post? Oh, it was a joke? Oh, throw them in prison for the rest of their life. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Let's celebrate it. They're celebrating it. It's sad. Disgusting. This is dis- it's not sad. It's disgusting. I mean, it's it's an all-out war that they're they're they're, they're already conducting, right? Yeah. I don't want to use that word just because you don't know who's listening now. Imagine all the fear. Like you'd be afraid to to fight back because you'd never know what's around the corner now. And that's what and, they want. So much fear. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton in that interview, she's like, we used to have these little tussles over things like gun control. No, you used to try and violate the Constitution to disarm us so that the government would have a monopoly on the use of force. These aren't little tussles, right? Their gun control agenda was to disarm all of us. We played this on the other show with Dianne Feinstein. She said, if I could have done it. I would have, Mr. and Mr. Mrs. America, turned them all in, but I didn't have the votes. Now, Hillary Clinton is saying, oh, well, that was just little tussles here and there over just minor things like disarming everyone, minor things like let's kill all the babies before they're born, minor things, minor, Josh, minor, little, little disagreements. We, we, we can laugh. We can laugh over that, right? But now today, people look at... Now today, you can't even kill an unborn baby anymore, Josh. You can't you, you right? can't even disarm everyone anymore, Josh, right. without the MAGA extremists fighting back. I mean, I, I just wanted full-size magazines in my state, and I'm a terrorist. I know. I know. I want to be able to... I would love to have short-barreled rifles. I would love to have short things of anything, right? But the ATF says no, right? Yeah. I would like to have lots of stuff, but I just apparently can't be trusted with them. Can't be trusted. Only the, only the government. Only the government no. can be trusted. Even though law-abiding concealed carry permit holders commit fewer crimes than police officers, yeah, we can't be trusted. Right. We can't be trusted. Did, didn't they lose like an F-35 or something like that? And no, they, they're found, telling they found me, it. They okay. found it. Okay. Well, I mean, they lose yeah. one. It's out of control. It's no big deal. But if my suppressor was to fall out of my hands and it was gone for a little while and it was never found, well, that'd be crime. Oh, oh not just that. Not just that. You you have someone come to take care of your cat while you're away and your safe is left slightly ajar. Oh, The yeah. minute they walk into your house, they are in possession of that suppressor, right? I mean, <laughs> ah, right. prison. That's the mental gymnastics yeah. on it, right? Everything's a crime. Like they made every right that we've had a crime in some way, some way to be punishable, right? And that's that's to put us, or at least their political opponents, in prison, which will be prison camps. Like the, the yeah. prisons will be the prison camps. They won't be building them in these areas outside large airports and stuff like that. No, they're they're, they're already there, and they're filling them up, and they're getting them bigger, and they're just going to start yeah. exchanging the violent criminals that are in there with 
their political opponents. Yeah. And, 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 we, and, and our, God forbid it ever comes to this, our accommodations will not be one Patriot place at the, uh, at the Hyatt yeah. nope. overlooking Gillette Stadium, taxpayer paid for. No, that's not going to be what we get. No. Right now, we're not going to get that. We're not even going to get as nice as illegal aliens now get. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen um, uh, the, the digs? Um, uh, uh, the new migrant what? processing center that they they're building. No, I kind of want to see that now. I mean, it, well, is I'll it beautiful? It is there free water and there's it snacks? Lo- it looks. TVs it and... looks like, in fairness, it looks like a uh, a daycare. No, not daycare. It looks like a um, like a like a county college, right? Like really? a community college. Um, That's interesting layout. And it's like all open. Let me see if I can find it. Really uh, nice. People can talk to each I, other. I, I put it in my book, but Access I don't remember the exact resources. Name it's crazy. Exactly. I mean, why would you want to put these centers where you process people to look like colleges? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, and, they're there to learn and indoctrinate. Yeah, and one guy escaped from it. One guy escaped from it because yeah. there's really no mm-hmm. guards, mm-hmm. and they just gave up looking for him because he was just going to be released into the interior the next day anyway. So, like, why, why care? Why, 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 why send out why? the bloodhounds if yeah. he was 12 hours away from being put on a greyhound anywhere he wanted to go anyway? Yeah. Like, what's so, the point? Right. I mean, it could have been a terrorist, but we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We didn't ask. I'll see if I can pull that image for next time. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember the exact name of it. And probably some form of tuberculosis that we haven't seen here. Who knows? Who knows? So th- there are a bunch of diseases that are starting to creep their way into cities now. that have not been there before. And that's what happens when you have groups come in right they, the yeah. biggest thing that killed the native americans was all the small pockets Disease, before yeah. most people even yeah. showed up yeah. right i mean it's yeah no it's and, gonna and happen this is the thing like i i personally have a vaccine injury from a tetanus shot it gave me a really bad rash all over my uh, elbows and feet and knees um yeah, so i don't take the tetanus shot anymore but um so i, I understand people who uh don't like certain vaccines i get that there's no doubt in my mind, though, that we have had vaccines in this country that have eliminated diseases in this country. Sure. We can talk about the, the is it better than the negatives? Do the pluses outweigh the negatives? That's a very fair discussion. But there are vaccines that have eliminated diseases to the point where we don't even vaccinate for them anymore because we assume it's not going to be here anymore. Like the average child doesn't get like a, a polio vaccine. unless you really need it because we look around there there's really no one with polio in the united states so there's no real chance of getting it unless you were to travel or things like that um we are now seeing these diseases that we have eradicated coming back Mm -hmm. and it is not because of vaccine hesitancy what they call vaccine hesitancy in the united states is because we are literally importing people into this country with those diseases Mm -hmm. and these these vaccines are never 100 percent. so like if a vaccine protects against an illness, maybe it's 80% effective, right? So you're relying on the fact that no one has this disease for it to be effective. But the minute you introduce one person with the disease into a room of 100 people, 20 of them get it, even if they're all vaccinated, even if they're all vaccinated. And then they go into another room with 100 people and 20 of those people get it. So you can see how, how, tuberculosis, not not tuberculosis, but lots of these different diseases can really spread out of control in colleges, especially. 
um, even if everyone's vaccinated. And then you have the, the people who are there with immunodeficiencies who are relying on that herd immunity to not get sick themselves. They get the disease, they could die. Mm-hmm. And now they- we are... One, one final point there. They, they they spent all this time telling us we have to vaccinate and and, and make sure we're prepared for COVID-19, but the dis- they ignore every other single disease yeah. that comes over that border with them. They are putting illegal alien kids into public schools without requiring any proof of vaccination. Josh, you haven't put kids through school, but you probably remember from when you were a kid. I can't even get my kid into the room for orientation without proving his vaccine history. But the migrants can run right in. Right in. Whose country is it, Max? Yeah, whose country is it? Whose country is it? Uh, Be careful. That that, that sounds like agave talk. Whoa, I I know I gotta be careful. That sounds like agave. It does, it does. I'm just... That sounds like a little bit of spicy mezcal. Don't get me started. You know what, Josh? What? You're You're the worm at the bottom of the bottle. No, that's I'm how not. that's how agave you are. Nobody likes to eat the worm at the bottom. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so gross, but hilarious all at the same time. But I, that, that means I, you've drank the whole bottle. I like it. Whatever. Whatever. That's how agave Josh is. He's the little worm. <laughs> I, I was going to come up with some sort of insult for you, but then no, I the worm's good. I, still do, do you know I don't know. Do you know why they do the worm? No. So no, the worm. No so with. With when you're making tequila, some cacti will produce alcohol, some will not, and some are dangerous to drink. Um, so they use the worm. If the worm dies in the alcohol, it's, it's alcohol, right? If the worm is put in and it doesn't die, then it's water and it could have something bad in it because it's a non-alcohol producing cactus. See, that makes a lot of sense. That's I mean, it's yeah. how you do it back in the day, right? It's like proofing. Yeah. You prove it. Yeah, alcohol. yeah. There you go. Shake, <laughs> shake. <laughs> worm dead. Thing. Let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> But now it's just for people like us to enjoy it. So gross. Uh, good show, but remember, show. It, uh, it, it kills me that they're willing to sell everything we have down the road. Just like, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm a terrorist now, Max. You're a terrorist. You're yeah. a terrorist. But the people literally storming the borders, carrying the flags of their home country as if they are a conquering hero, they get the welcome back. Did you see that? Do you see the Venezuelan flag went up on Texas soil? Do you see yeah. that when it happened a couple of days ago? It's madness. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rumble, YouTube, subscribe. If you like it and you want to listen as you're driving, um, subscribe to the audio edition. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, or Podbean. Those links are in that description. We go live Wednesday and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you tune in for that. And check out the other links if you want to help support the show. There's a couple of ways down there that you can do that. That's it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country, as we just covered, is not over. But the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. Have a great weekend. See you guys.